I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and influencers with the courage, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. This episode is actually going to be responding to some very recent events. It's crazy how pop culture is finding its way into this podcast as of late, which is typically not the norm, but there are certainly lessons to be learned. You would be surprised what pop culture can teach you about your own brand and inform your own process. Our episode today is going to be focusing on El Boogie, Lauren Hill herself. And many of you are familiar with Lauren's album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Well, today we're going to be talking about Lauren's continuing education. That's the title for this episode. And as we always do, we have a guiding scripture for today's podcast. It is coming from Colossians 3 23 and 24 and it says this whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward it is the Lord that you are serving so this kind of puts into perspective work ethic we're going to be talking a little bit about work ethic there is five key lessons that I want you guys to take away from recent events that have been happening with Lauren Hill and her decline as an artist and just some real well-earned quite frankly rancor from her fan base who are kind of sick and tired of her approach to her work and what it's doing to her audience and what it's doing to her brand. There are some lessons to be learned from that. I do want to remind you guys that tickets are still available for the Branding for Believers Believe Bigger Summit. That is happening in Chicago on June 17th and that is happening in D.C. on June 24th. We are almost at capacity with Chicago so I want to make sure that if you guys are going to come in for that that you make sure you head to BelieveBiggerSummit.com and make sure that you grab your ticket. Remember all remaining passes are $99 so get yours while you can okay so back to L Boogie back to Lauren Hill our guiding thought says whatever you find yourself to do whether in word or in deed do it as unto the Lord and not for men and Some of you are in that experience right now, whether you are working a nine to five job or even with your entrepreneurial endeavors. The Bible says that you ought to work at that as though you are working for God, as though God is the employer and not for men. Because let's be honest, men can make us feel some kind of way, right? (laughs) You know, our boss can make us feel some kind of way. Our coworkers can get on our nerves. Even our clients can work our nerves. But the Bible says that whatever it is that you do, whether you're working or speaking or whatever it is that you find for your hands to do, you ought to do it as though you are working for the Lord and not for men. Which brings us to the first lesson that I want to impart about Lauren Hill. So for those of you that are unfamiliar and like, why the heck is she talking about Lauren Hill? What is going on? Did I miss something? So in case you missed it, um, Lauren Hill has been in the news as of late because for one of her recent shows in Atlanta, she had fans waiting more than two hours before she showed up. And this is not 
an isolated incident, this has happened many times on repeated occasions. And people who fell in love with Lauryn Hill 20 something years ago, I believe that album came out in the mid to late 90s, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, classic album, one of the best hip hop albums ever. Okay, like easily in the top 10 uh, hip hop albums ever produced. Essentially, since that time, she's had some personal struggles. She's had some federal government struggles in terms of jail and and taxes and just really collapsing as an artist. And so now doing shows is her primary source of income. It's the primary means by which she can make money. And that shift from being an artist, from being someone who was gifted and creative and passionate and wants to give it their all to somebody who was doing this to pay the bills and make ends meet. It's a very different shift. It's a very different Lauren Hill. And it's one that, quite frankly, is diminishing her brand. So what is it that we can learn from that? Lesson number one is this. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you should make a career out of it. Quite obviously, Lauren is gifted and many of you are gifted in many ways. So, for example, people have often tried to steer me towards leadership in the traditional sense of managerial jobs. So I work at a college, but I work in a faculty capacity because I love the autonomy that it gives me. But a lot of people have said, oh, you could be a dean or an assistant dean. I even had my college president tell me that I could be a college president. And I have no doubt that I could. I have no doubt that I could be a dean. I have no doubt that I could be a college president. I have no doubt that I could could make a career in the higher echelons of academia. But you know what? I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. That is not something that makes my soul sing. It's not something that makes me happy. And some of us, we find ourselves in situations, some of you are in jobs right now where you're very good at it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you ought to make a career out of it. And sometimes we find ourselves stuck in these situations where because somebody promoted us or somebody pumped us up or somebody steered us in a certain direction to say, yeah, you ought to do that. And then next thing you know, we've, been doing that for quite some time and there really is no joy or life that we bring to it so first lesson out of out of Lauren's issues her continuing education is that just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you should make a career out of it I think that you should take some time and be intentionally assessing what are my gifts what are my talents what what is my calling because I believe that each and everyone's of us has a calling on our lives. Each and every one of us has been called to do something. We've been called to someone. We've been called and assigned to some task greater than ourselves that will mean more to others than it than it will mean to us. So I think one key takeaway is taking a look at just at what it is that you're currently doing. And even though you might be good at it, doesn't mean that you want to build your career out of it. And if not build your career out of it, it doesn't mean that you should abandon it altogether, but maybe you can subordinate that task or that skill in more of a minor role instead of it taking front and center stage in your life. The second lesson to be learned from Lauren Hill and her antics as of late is Quite frankly, don't do things just for money. Don't do things just for money. There is a world of difference between I get to go to work. It's a privilege to go to work. I love what I do versus I have to go to work. 
I mean, let's be honest. How many of us have jobs that we absolutely despise, that we absolutely hate? There are YouTube videos about it. There are blogs about it. There are surveys that are conducted nationally about how many Americans actually feel fulfilled in their jobs. And the number is very low. 80 to 85 percent of working Americans don't like their job. They don't feel fulfilled in their jobs. And so in the entrepreneurial world, sometimes we can find ourselves doing things just because it pays the bills. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you do that, it can breed exactly what Lauren Hill is experiencing right now. It can lead to resentment. It can lead to bitterness and it takes your brand down to the basement. And so once upon a time, She was an artist who was passionate and committed to growing her art and growing her brand. But now that it's just a means to pay the bills, now that it's a means to pay back the IRS, now that it's a means to, you know, keep a roof over her children's head and that sort of thing. Her whole attitude has changed about it. How many of you can relate to that, that the job that you have or maybe you've had jobs in the past where the only reason you are doing it is because there's a check attached to it that if there were no check attached to it you absolutely would not be doing it that's that's a strong indicator that you that's a red flag actually that is a red flag that you need to take a moment and reassess and start looking at what you really need to be doing this is 2016 meaning it's not 2008 where it was a terrible time for the U.S. economy and definitely not the time to be out looking for a job. You were grateful and fortunate just to have a job because unemployment was at an all time high. This is not that, you know, fast forward eight years, our country, our economy is in a very different place. And so if you are doing things in your career, just because there's a check attached to it, but you don't have any joy, you don't have any enjoyment, you don't have any fulfillment, you need to take a step back and reassess as to whether or not that's really what you ought to be doing. Likewise, in the entrepreneurial world, sometimes because a bill needs to be paid or you have uh, business bills or obligations or you need to pay your staff or make payroll, you will take on jobs or take on assignments that you just really don't want to do. And that's never what entrepreneurship should be. Entrepreneurship really at its core should create freedom and it should create options and it should build a lifestyle that you love. And so if your business isn't doing that, if your brand isn't doing that, then you need to take a step back and, and reassess. One of the most most recent examples of this is Nicole Bitchy. She had this gossip column for years and it was wildly popular, hundreds of thousands of people reading it. Uh, she was making money from appearances and sponsorships and advertising dollars. And last year she pulled the plug on that. She says, I had, this is, you know, once upon a time, this was something that, you know, served me. It was a means to grow my brand. And, you know, it was, filling a gap and and allowing me to show up in a way that gave value or entertainment to people. But I no longer find any joy in this work. Like this is not who I am. I know that I was created to do more than this. And so her wildly popular, um, very lucrative blog about gossip and celebrities, she pulled the plug on it and said, I'm done. 
I'm, I'm absolutely done. And so there's a lesson to be learned from that is that just because it's making money, just because it's popular, just because it's in and it's hip and it's trendy doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you ought to be doing. And so same thing with Lauren Hill, just because, you know, she's a great artist, very talented, certainly going through some personal struggles. But if she's doing this only for the money, then she really ought not to do it. You know, I'm I would encourage her to find a different skill set or to tap into some other means of maybe producing artists rather than being the artist. But there are other ways to redirect those creative energies so that she can reignite that passion. And if the same thing is happening for you where you've fallen into a rut and you really just don't have any more desire to keep doing what you're doing then stop and reassess what you really want to do but don't keep doing it just because there's a paycheck attached to it the third lesson that we can learn from Lauren Hill is the notion of serving continually. Notice how I keep making reference to the miseducation of Lauren Hill. That was an album that came out ooh, 20 years ago, somewhere in that neighborhood, about 20 years ago. And I had actually forgotten that she had released a follow up album um, because it was released during a time where she was really embroiled in some personal struggles. But the reason why people continue to pay money to see Lauren Hill is because of that one album. She was set for stardom. If you look at her story and go back and, and read her background, she had just won five Grammys. She had pretty much reached like that Adele Nora Jones status like she was primed and ready to make a killing in that next year she was a triple threat as an artist as an actress as a producer and a collaborator she was really at the top of her game and I mean she had fallen so steeply off the cliff that it's not even funny but this notion of of continual service just because you have a successful book out just because you have a successful program going just because you have a successful offering that people really love and and connect with you can't stop there you know sometimes we have a success and we want to just stay with that success and we don't have any foresight or any vision or any notion as to how this can be scalable or entertain the notion of whether or not this is even sustainable or any of those things and so keep in mind it's Lauren's fans that have really kept her relevant you know because even her talent I would say you know has declined and diminished somewhat you know she's not the same artist she doesn't bring the same energy to the stage that she used to you know 20 years ago and I understand you know that age is a factor so that you know who who among us can do things that we used to do 20 years ago but there are some artists case in point Prince Oh, which still just grips my heart to even talk about him. But one thing that I can say about Prince is that Prince had a, a career that spanned four decades. And if you want to see Prince in concert, either in the 20th year of his career or the 40th year of his career, you still got a quality show. He may not have danced and pranced and did all the splits like he used to do, but the quality of the music was phenomenal. He still put on a heck of a show. And so he's a, he's a great example of someone who just continued to serve his audience that continued to serve 
the people who had given him that stardom. Likewise, as entrepreneurs, you can't just have a one hit wonder. You can't put one program out there. I mean, you can't put one book out there. You can't put one piece of media out there and think that that's going to sustain you for the duration of your career. It's not. You need to be thinking like, okay, how can I build on this momentum? Which brings us to point number four. You have to grow and evolve as an artist, as a creator, as a visionary. You have to grow and evolve. Once upon a time, all Starbucks sold was coffee. And Starbucks still sells coffee. That's still the core of their business. But they started to build on that. They started to evolve as a brand. So now you have things like macchiatos and frappuccinos. So it's not just coffee, it's variations of coffee. And then they have non-coffee drinks, things that are just kind of these frozen confections or, you know, uh, tea offerings. As an artist, as an entrepreneur, as a business, you have to grow and evolve, but you also have to do so in a way that makes sense, in a way that's still related to your brand. Sometimes what happens is we come out there and we get really popular or we become known for one thing. And then all of a sudden we just want to switch gears and become something else and do something else. And people are like, what? Wait a minute, what? What are you doing? Who is this? This is not why I started following you. This is not why I started investing in your brand. Case in point, a lot of times, you know, artists, they love to do their new music, right? But if you have a lot of songs that people know and people love, then if you start trying to sing the new music at the concert where people paid to hear your old stuff, you're going to have some problems. And some of you have experienced that. Lauren Hill has done that. She has gone to the stage and people are expecting to hear the songs from the miseducation of Lauren Hill songs like the X factor. And she starts singing or rapping about something else. And people are like, uh, huh? Yeah. I won't be back. So you have to make sure that when your brand grows or that it evolves, that you are doing so gradually, that you're doing so intentionally, that it's a way that makes sense with the way that you've established yourself as an artist or as an entrepreneur. You want to be mindful of how you built your following and why they connect with you. So you want to make sure that the theme of everything that you're doing continues to connect and resonate with your audience. And so I'll use myself as a personal example. When I started, I basically just started offering, you know, brand coaching services, these one-off brand coaching services for clients, because the core of what I wanted to do is still the core of what I want to do, which is to equip and empower people to believe bigger than their obstacles, their circumstances, and to showcase people in our culture in a much more positive light than some of the mainstream media stereotypes that you see that are out there. And so I started to do that by building other people's brands so that I could, you know, I truly believe that that leaders create more leaders. And so I wanted to equip women and, and men with the resources to do that. Um, but as I have grown, now I've added intensive events, you know, for example, DYOB or the Faith Summit that continue to do that, that, that don't deviate from my brand. It's just another iteration of what the core of my business is or what the core of my platform is. Even with this podcast, this podcast didn't exist when I first started this business. Um, but the podcast, again, it's an evolution. It's, a, it's another variation of the core of my platform. And so just make sure that 
when you grow and you evolve as an artist, as an entrepreneur, that there's some intention behind it, that you're mindful of your audience, the people that have put you there, the reason why they follow you, the reason why they love you, the reason why they support you, the reason why they spend money cha-ching on your programs. There's a reason why they do that. And so even though you might want to grow and evolve, make sure that that evolution happens in a way where you can take your audience members with you. And last, last, but certainly not least, customer service matters. I cannot tell you how many people, talented people I have met in this entrepreneurial journey since I started my business going on three years ago. So literally three years ago, there was no brand. There was no Dr. Shante says this, that, or the third. There was just me with an idea wondering how I was going to make this work and figuring it out as I go along. Okay. But I have met so many talented people and many of them are rock stars at what they do and there's a handful of them that no matter how good they are no matter how talented they are I cannot I will not I absolutely refuse to recommend them to my clients or to my friends or to fellow entrepreneurs and colleagues why because their customer service or their attitude stinks period point blank I don't care how great of a photographer you are. I don't care how great of a graphic artist you are. I don't care how great of a sound engineer you are, how great of a web designer you are, how great of a copywriter you are. If you don't take care of your people, that means you won't take care of my people. And I cannot in good conscience endorse anybody who does not put customer service at the forefront of what they do. And so with Lauren Hill, she had people waiting two, two and a half hours for her to show up and then shortened her set. I think her set ended up being like 40 minutes after people had paid full price and it was all rushed. Um, and I, and I'm not saying this, you know, from somebody who heard about this, I have actually experienced this myself with Lauren Hill. Uh, when she came to Chicago, oof, maybe four or five years ago, me and my sister went and the same thing, you know, she was there with most deaf and most deaf came out and did his thing. And then we waited and we waited and we waited some more and eventually she showed up and rushed through all the songs and then boom it was over and I just remember thinking to myself okay um I won't be doing that again and later I found out that during that time she was pregnant with another child and so I kind of wrote it off as oh I get that you know I understand pregnancy it's hard and it's hard on the body so I kind of gave her a pass but fast forward now where she's still doing the same thing and she's not pregnant you know people are only going to give you so many chances and so customer service matters because here's the thing about it you have to do all the things you know to to keep them as you did to get them and so when you're talking about customer service basic things like being on time being consistent some of you are content producers this there is not a better time in America to be a content producer if you are producing high quality content via your blog or your podcast or videos that you are doing this is an amazing time you have amazing outlets from which to showcase that but it's never going to grow if you are not consistent 
consistent in putting that information out there. Um, you want to be able to over deliver and not make excuses. You know, if things happen. So, for example, if you're late, if you drop the ball, then you want to just say, I own that. I take responsibility for that. I will fix it. I will do my best to make it right. Those are the types of things that keep people in your circle. Those are the types of, even if your product is not great. Okay. Like there's a a cable company who shall remain nameless. I am not at all impressed with their product, but I will give them props on customer service because every time I say I'm getting ready to quit, all of a sudden they start taking money off the bill and giving me credits and reducing my package to try to keep me as a customer. Same thing is that, you know, when you are an entrepreneur, you have to keep in mind that there are other entrepreneurs in the sea. There are other graphic artists. There are other photographers. There are other speakers. There are other copywriters. There are other people that do what you do. There are other makeup artists. There are other hairstylists. And so customer service matters. Case in point, you know, I'm going to give my hairstylist, Lalitha, hey, La a shout out because the reason why I continue to go to her is because she is not one of these hairstylists that will have you in the shop for four and five hours while she eats her two piece and a biscuit on the phone watching tv cackling and gossiping no she gets you in she provides her service and she gets you out the door I can't I will be hard pressed to say that I'm in her shop longer than two hours if that that's customer service and she does an excellent job so Again, customer service matters. Those are the lessons that can be learned, even though despite Lauren Hill's struggles, I still respect her as an artist. She still has done phenomenal things, but there are certainly some opportunities for her to grow. And there are certainly some lessons that we can learn about what not to do um, so that we don't diminish the quality of our brand and we can continue to serve our audience and the people that have put us where we are. So that is a wrap on today's episode. Don't forget, get your tickets to the Believe Bigger Faith Summit. You don't want to miss it. I was in planning meetings this week about the content. The content is going to be off the chain. Dr. Shante events, I don't believe in sit and get. I don't believe in these conferences where people sit there and talk about how great they are and how they came up on the rough side of the mountain. Oh, no, I am a make and take experience person. Tell me what I'm going to do. Give me some action steps. Give me some strategies. Give me some tangible takeaways that I can put to use from minute one. That is what the Faith Summit is all about. Faith without works is dead. We are going to focus on the works, bridging the gap between the faith that you say you have and the actions and the necessary steps that it takes to get to where you want to go. So make sure that you register Believe Bigger Summit if you have any questions about this episode or the summit or just shout outs or takeaways. You know, you can always find me on social media at Dr. Shante says, and I'll see you guys next time.